Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. I am thankful for a faithful God who strengthens His children. And with that in mind, I want us to take our Bibles and turn in God's Word back to the book of Psalms, Psalm 40. And I want us to see three things here from this psalm that we can know to be true about God in His relating to us. Our relationship with Him is settled by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we are burdened, overwrought, as David was here, he had been through a time of great distress and anguish, even running for his very life. You can read about that in Psalm 3 and Psalm 4, and how his son Absalom had risen up against him. And uh, David didn't know what the ultimate outcome would be, but he laid down and uh, he trusted the Lord in the night. And he said the Lord was the one who would lift up his head. The Lord is the one who would protect and preserve him. And so he was able to rest in the Lord because he trusted in the Lord. So we read in verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined. He, he, he bent my way. He wanted to hear what I had to say and He heard my cry. Now underline this expression here. There's three expressions I want you to see in this psalm. The Bible says He brought me up. Underline that. Number one, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He brought me up. I waited for the Lord. I was really, really way, way down. So far down I, I could never get up of my own accord. It's a messianic psalm. It pictures Jesus, how He committed Himself, Father, into Thy hands I commit my spirit. And He waited patiently for the Father to divinely intervene and raise Him again from the dead. You know, God can raise us up. God can bring us up. And God will do just that as we humble ourselves before Him. Out of that place of noise, volume, and despair, the mire of sorrow, of disappointment in life, God can bring us up and bring us back. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Think about when people see God's faithfulness on our behalf, that's a testimony to them. As God has worked in my life, God can work in your life, and He will. The Bible says in verse 4, Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. We're not living unto man. Our trust is not in man. There are those who would try to put themselves in an exalted position above God. But man altogether at his best state is vanity, the Bible says. We're not putting the confidence in the arm of the flesh, but in God. We don't turn aside to that which would detract from God's Word. We stay true to this fixed point of reference. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more 
than can be numbered. Think about that. Now I want you to underline that last phrase there, they are more than can be numbered. This is talking about the blessings of God. And contrast that with verse 12. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. I mean, Lord, the, the troubles, the trials, they're so vast, I can't even count them. Here's the good news. God's goodness toward us is greater in number, in value, in power than those evils, those things that would come against us, beset us, befall us. He says, for innumerable evils have compassed me about, mine iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I'm not able to look up. They're more than the hairs of mine head, therefore my heart faileth me. No wonder he's crying out to God. No wonder he's putting his confidence and his trust in God because there is none other who can deliver like the true God of heaven. He said, Lord, all of these things from without and within, they would not only weigh me down, hold me back, but they would bury me if it were not for your goodness and your grace, which is greater the sum thereof cannot be calculated. Wow, that's a powerful truth. His thoughts toward us. I want you to consider that and keep that in mind. No wonder he said in verse 8, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lord, or lo, I have not refrained my lips O Lord, thou knowest. Underline that, number two. Number one, he brought me up. God is able to bring us up. He's able to bring us back. Number two, the Bible says here, O Lord, thou knowest. He knows. He knows what we're facing. He knows what we're going through. He knows when we've been faithful and we've tried in a good faith effort with a pure heart is unto the Lord. He knows all about that. I'm glad, as Job said, my record is on high. He knows no wonder the Bible says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We know that He knows. And because He knows what we've done, we know that our labor is not in vain. We have confidence in God's Word that it keeps good records. Even a cup of cold water given in Jesus' name, He takes note of that. I'll tell you, Others may not know, others may not understand, and they never fully will. There are some things that are too personal and too private, too painful even, to talk about, to speak of openly. And some things, it is wise that we don't speak so freely of them. We have challenges, we have battles, we have struggles, personal struggles. God knows about those. What's so amazing, He loves me still. He's willing to help me. This thing of God trying to just be exacting upon us to the point to where we can't measure up and He's just going to kind of get tired of dealing with us and walk away from us, that's not biblical. God knows all the faults that we have. He knows all of our shortcomings. He loved us before He saved us. Still He saved us. Does He not love us still now that we're His own? 
Why, surely He does. God knows what we've done. He knows when we've been faithful and we have sincerely tried. He also knows when we've wavered, wavered and when we've stumbled. I'm glad that I can trust the God who knows me best of all in this world and in the world to come. He not only knows me best, but He loves me most. I marvel that He even loves me at all. Who are we to love people or not love them based upon what we think they have done toward us for good or for bad? Who are we to treat people like that? Oh, you love me? I love you, sure. Well, the Bible says even the unsaved people treat each other that way. Oh, you don't love me? <laughs> don't worry, I don't love you either. Nothing lost there. Isn't that amazing? How simple, how selfish, how petty we can be. So shallow. I'm so glad that God doesn't treat me that way. Have you measured up here? Oh, let, let's see how you've done. Have you loved me with your whole heart? Huh. Well, maybe not quite like I had hoped. And if you're going to cool on your love toward me, then maybe I should on you, just to kind of teach you a lesson. See, that's where some of us are. It's like, well, let's just teach them a lesson. Wow. Lord, if thou shouldest mark iniquities, who should be able to stand? There'd be none of us left standing if the God of heaven were to mark our iniquities. I mean, every time I mess up, what? Would you? Isn't that amazing? Aren't you glad for the grace of God that so oftentimes truly looks beyond the fault and sees the need and he's drawn to that heart that needs him? Boy, I'm grateful for that, aren't you? What a wonderful, wonderful Savior. He says, Lord, you know what I've done. And I want to tell you tonight, God knows what you've done. He knows what you faced. He said in verse 10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Lord, as you've loved me, I've loved them. As you've not wavered in your love for me, I've tried not to waver in my love for them. No matter what, I didn't make it conditional. Like You don't make your love conditional for me. And so he says, withhold not thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. And by the way, that's all that will preserve us tonight. His loving kindness and his truth. Oh, his word preserves us. It protects us. I want to encourage us tonight to just rest in his loving kindness, his long suffering, his forbearance. His mercies, the Bible calls them tender, tender, compassionate, so forgiving. You know, he said here in verse 12, because I got all kinds of issues and things I'm facing within and without. Lord, I sure need your truth. I sure need your loving kindness. He brought me up, number one. Number two, O Lord, Thou knowest, He knows. But notice what we read in verse 17. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Number three, the Lord thinketh upon me. He's talking about those who are uh, just 
working against God and against His servant. In verse 14 and 15, but in verse 16 we read, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet, underline that, yet. See, I'm at a place of weakness, vulnerability, insufficiency. Lord, you know who I am and where I'm at, yet you regard me. You value me. You consider me, who I am, where I am, what's going on, what I need. That's God's heart toward us. There's never a time when we're not on His mind. The songwriter said it this way, when He was on the cross, I was on His mind. And we're still on His mind. The Lord thinks upon us. And so He says, Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. It goes into Psalm 41. Blessed is he that considereth the poor to regard the afflicted with affection, with endearment, empathy, compassion, those who are sick or weak or vulnerable. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. God will bless those because when we think upon others in their time of need, we are but reflecting the God in heaven who's thinking upon us in our time of need. Oh, it's wonderful. Who are you thinking that you can help this week? That you can encourage? Someone that's up against it? Someone that's facing a difficulty? Hey, what about those that brought it upon themselves? Will we sit back, wipe our mouth and say, they made their bed. I told them, hey, what can I do about it? I'm glad that's not the heart of God toward me. Not only when I have tried and failed, but sometimes when I have not tried as faithfully or fervently as I should, and I failed. Well, I tell you, we're serving a wonderful God who considers us. And He knows our thought from afar off, our downsitting, our uprising. He knows all there is to know about it. And the one who knows us best loves us most. He thinks upon us. Who are you thinking you can help this week? Are you thinking about yourself? Hey, what about me? Who's going to help me? I got all this stuff going on. I got all these other cares of this life. Who are you going to reach out to this week? Who are you going to encourage this week? Who are you going to uphold this week? Who are you going to help pick up this week? See, if Jesus was here, that's who he'd be drawn to. Those who are weak and infirmed and those who are sad and sorrowful, those who are struggling, those who are uh, bound by sin, broken by sin, blinded by sin, those who are suffering because of sin. That would be his heart to help us. I like what David prayed here. He said, Lord, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. He's considering me. Blessed is he that considereth the poor he says something here that I think is interesting in the last part of Psalm 40 and verse 17. Make no tearing, oh my God. Lord, please help me. Hasten your reply, your answer, your help to me. Over in Psalm 70 in verse 1, 
The Bible says, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Verse 4, Let all those that seek Thee rejoice and be glad in Thee. Let such as love Thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified, but I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. I think it would be good if we all just recognize ourselves tonight. We, in the eyes of the Lord, spiritually speaking, are poor and needy. Without Him, we're nothing. Without Him, we can do nothing. We are poor and needy. We need the Lord. We need His help. Look over in Isaiah chapter 60. It's a wonderful passage about the light that will rise upon the people of God in that day when their deliverer shall come. There'll be a light to the surrounding nations. They'll be drawn to such light. They'll be rejoicing. There'll be victory. There'll be glory in the Lord. The word glory is found seven times here in Isaiah chapter 60. But I like what we read in verse 20. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw thyself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. I want you to underline that there. The days of thy mourning shall be ended. I don't know what you are mourning about, what you carry and other people know. Maybe it's fresh, it's recent, but it may be something that is distant and past, but it still is deep in your heart. And when you think about it, there is a cord of woe. The Bible says, the days of thy mourning shall be ended. One said, you could write the end right here to your sorrow and your sadness. God says, one day those words will be written, the end. No more mourning, no more sorrow. God is going to say the end to a story that's breaking your heart. Aren't you glad for that? The end. It's over. Praise God. One of these days, sadness and sorrow will cease. In the meantime, God is our help. He can pick us back up. He knows where we're at. He knows what we're trying to do. We're trying to serve Him. He thinks upon us, looking for ways He can help us to put people in our path. Perhaps a message like this tonight to point out some scripture that you will hold to, that will steady you in the storms of your life. Thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of, thy, of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. It's all about glorifying God. For your name's sake, Lord, we're praying and asking for these things. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. The word hasten means to hurry along, to be eager with excitement or anticipation. God says, I have a timing in all of my work. If we think God's late, it's been said... <laughs> is because we're early. God has a timing in all things. I don't know about you, but I, I wanted some things yesterday. <laughs> That's how eager I've been for them. I'm not just like, hey, maybe today I'm thinking, well, surely they should have happened already. Well, what are you going to do in those times? Well, the psalmist said, I waited patiently before the Lord. Lord, I'm just asking you to bring it along, to bring it to pass in your time. Help me to trust you. That's what he declared 
Back in Psalm 40 and verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. Think about that. Lord, I'm waiting on you. I want to rejoice in you and be glad in you. I want you to be magnified and glorified through my life, through my disappointments, my dark hours, my great needs. Lord, I'm trusting you. Lord, would you come through in your time? Truly, I've lived it. So many of you have as well. God gives you faith to believe him and his promise that he'll do what he said in his time. And you hold to that, you hold to that, and hold to that. And then the day comes, God turns your captivity. God turns it around. God meets the need. God answers the prayer. And you can't believe it. It's like, is this true? You go from waiting on it to walking in it. What a blessed thing. And some of us, we're still waiting. We're still holding on to God's promise. Wondering even seasons, if it'll ever change, if it'll ever turn. Well, there's a God in heaven who knows where we're at. He knows what it's going to take to turn things around. He's got a purpose and a plan. He's considering us. He's mindful of us. We can just cast our cares upon Him this night and rest in Him. He knows our name. He knows our address. <laughs> He knows everything about us. In his time, he'll give clarity. He'll give guidance. He'll give peace. Is that not what we all desire from the Lord tonight? Surely we do. And may the Lord help us to continue to wait upon him, to consider the one who considers us, to give a, have a tender regard for, but also consider those that he's considering to have a heart for the afflicted, for the poor, the weak, the sick, the vulnerable. Those who are in positions because of certain decisions they've made and perhaps others in positions because of decisions others have made. It's not up to us to talk about the fault in as much as do they deserve what they're getting or not. Because I want to tell you, if I got what I deserve tonight, and you're the same way, we wouldn't be here. Do you agree with me on that? We're in agreement on that, right? The only one who has no fault is our Savior. As they declared, Pilate, I find no fault in him. He's innocent. He's the faultless one. We're the fault-filled ones, but he looks beyond our fault. The songwriter said it this way, He loves me as if I were his only child. He knows me by name. One has said that, uh, let's see, Satan knows my name, but he calls me by my sin. God knows my sin, but he calls me by my name. And I'm thankful for that. Are you going to be someone that zeroes in on someone's sin? That's the adversary, the accuser of the brethren. That's the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Christ zeroes in on the person. There's a person for whom Jesus died, made in his image. There's value there. And if that person means something to God, as all people do, you know what? That person 
mean something to me. And if I'll have a heart to help them, it will prompt and stir the heart of God toward me in my time of need as well. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.